Be sure to tune in to Tamina Talks Immigration with Tamina Watson this and every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Immigration attorney Tamina Watson founded Watson Immigration Law here in Seattle and is a frequent speaker, author, and blogger who has appeared in Forbes, CNN, The Seattle Times, and much more. On her radio show, Tamina will take all your questions live on air. Plus, she will discuss and provide insight into the latest immigration news and issues as well as talk with notable personalities who have impacted U.S. immigration laws or are notable immigrants themselves. Check out Tamina Talks Immigration Tuesdays at 10 a.m. on DC 1250 a.m., radio that listens to you. Good morning, Seattle. This is Tamina Watson on DC 1250 a.m. Here to talk about immigration on Tamina Talks Immigration. The next 25 minutes is going to be all about news updates that have happened in the last few weeks in the world of immigration. If you do have questions or comments, um, want feedback or just want to chat, you know, the number here is 844-301-1250, Would love for you to call in and just ask about things that are going on in your life, about uh, immigration, as well as what is going around. Uh, in the country on immigration. So uh, nothing is off bounds. So call at 844-301-1250. If you're new to the show, this show is all about immigration, as you can tell. We air every Tuesday at 10 o'clock live, and the show is then repeated Fridays at 8 p.m. We do have a Facebook page um, called Tamina Talks Immigration Radio Show. It has about 10,000 likes. I hope you will like it as well and spread the news. You can be interactive here, talk with me, message me. You can see what's coming up um, on the show. You can ask questions. You can see uh, previous shows because we do a lot of Facebook Live videos with a lot of our prominent guests. So go and check the Facebook Live uh, Facebook page out and then share it if you would. Um, This show today is all about news updates. So much is happening that it's very difficult to keep up. And a lot of it is now trickling into the employment-based immigration side of things. Uh, And if you're not familiar with what that means, it means that there are various different types of immigration. There's family-based immigration. There's removal immigration. There's citizenship. And there is something called employment-based immigration. That's when people get work visas, green cards from the employers, and so forth. And a lot of changes are happening um, in the realm of employment-based immigration that are going to be affecting uh, people's lives. So make sure that you tune into this show. If you don't tune in, make sure you tell your friends and family who might be affected. Ask them to find the archived show and make sure you tell your friends and families because this will truly affect a lot of our DC 1250 um, listeners and viewers. So before I talk about the news updates, the show cannot start without a big um, heartfelt love and prayers and thoughts for the victims and their families in Las Vegas, one of the deadliest shootings that we have had in this country. Um, And of course, the gun laws need to change. And if you want to see change, make sure you talk to your congressman, your representative, your senators to make sure that your thoughts are shared with them. This was the largest shooting in this country, and it was, uh, it was bigger than the shooting in Orlando. And of course, I think the worry is that the next shooting could be even bigger, and it's even 
more difficult to utter those words, but it's it's not um, beyond what could actually happen in reality. If you live in eastern Washington, my request would be that you call your representatives out there uh, in eastern Washington. The representatives are Republican rep- representatives, and they need to hear from you. If you have friends and family uh, who live out there, make sure that they call their representatives and talk about gun control issues. Um, these types of shootings are just unacceptable. Um, if you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on DC 1250 AM. Um, but going into some happy news, you might remember that we had Rita Meher at this show um, two weeks ago. And the film festival, the South Asian Film Festival, is actually going to start this Friday on October 6th. I hope you will actually attend the opening night. The red carpet night is really, truly fun. And yours truly, Tamina Watson, will be there on the red carpet with everybody from Tasveer and my friends. Um, And I cannot wait for Friday to come. I hope you will absolutely join us. And it's going to be uh, several uh, days of movies and films. Go to the website tasveer.org and make sure you check out the schedule. And I have to tell you that I'm a proud partner for the immigration films that will be uh, screened on October 14th. And in fact, we have two tickets to give away. So if you are able to call us today at 844-301-1250, 844-301-1250, you will get the tickets. So the first caller will get two tickets. Please call in if you can. Two tickets cannot be wasted. But if you're do, if you not able to call, please do um, message me on Facebook, um, p- the Facebook page of the radio show, and I'll see what we can do. So if you just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on DC 1250 AM. Lots of immigration news updates. You cannot seem to go to a news channel without hearing about immigration. But what are the things that you're not hearing about? Um, we're going to talk about some of those things. But first of all, DACA. DACA is the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals. You may recall that is for people who came here as children before the age of 15, before 2007, and had uh, work permits, permission to work through the program when it was first introduced in 2012, when President Obama had introduced this program. You may recall a few weeks ago I had mentioned, and you cannot have escaped the news, that um, the, this new administration has um, is intending to rescind the program. And the update is that anybody who has uh, a DACA work permit that will expire between um, August 5th and March 5th will be allowed to renew their DACA permit um, only if their application was received by today. So today is actually the deadline for USCIS. Not sorry, not today, October 5th. So, sorry, October 5th. So today is the 3rd. So to Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, October 5th. Um, so you have to make sure your application gets filed very, very quickly. You don't have much time. And if you are uh, strapped for funds, we are very, very lucky that uh, an anonymous donor has donated $125,000 to the governor's office. And that's a lot of money that will cover anybody and everybody's filing fees. So make sure you find out about that. If you need more information, you can go to the Northwest Immigrant Rights Project website, 
nwirp.org to make sure you find out about how to get help, but also how to get financial assistance. So that's all about DACA. And thank you to the person who had messaged me on Facebook, who was essentially asking for more information about DACA. And I, I hope she made it to NERP um, yesterday. I had mentioned that she should go there. They're, they're doing walk-in um, help. Uh, so if you are looking for help still, go to Northwest Immigrants Rights Project. And if you are interested, we did have the executive director, Jorge Baron on our radio show uh, some months back. If you go to SoundCloud, you can find his um, interview to learn more about what the organization does. Now, if you have just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM talking about news updates today. So as of this morning, USCIS has announced that premium processing for all H-1Bs will resume. Now, you may recall that when we had spoken about premium processing last, uh, that was in March, um, the government had stopped premium processing completely on all H-1B applications. And at the time, they said H-1B applications uh, would not be fileable under premium processing for about six months. And over the last two months, they had slowly introduced premium processing in several different categories, but it still had not resumed for extensions and or, you know, transfers. And that had just been reintroduced, reintroduced this morning. You can get more information at the USCIS website, but you can also get information at our law firm website at www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com. That's www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com. And if you have an H-1B pending, the question you might have is, do I file for premium processing now or do I just wait? You know, it really depends on your own situation. Um, are you in a transfer situation where you think you will feel more secure by filing premium processing? Do you have more changes coming and you would like premium processing to lock down this approval? You various different factors go into the considerations of whether you file premium processing or not. And it's something that you must discuss with your lawyer and your employer. But those who have H-1B applications filed from the lottery season, you may want to consider um, premium processing. If you haven't heard already, you may hear soon. And for a lot of our cases where we were wondering whether we would file premium processing or not, we have heard already, either through an RFE or through um, an approval. There's probably one or two cases we haven't heard about, and we will be considering these very same factors ourselves. If you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration. Remember, we have two tickets to give away for Tasvir's immigration movie f uh, film screenings called We Belong. Um, and the two tickets will be given for October 14th. So call into the show at 844-301-1250. And in just a little while, I'll talk about the movies that, that, that will air. Now, you cannot have escaped the, the news without hearing about Travel Ban 3.0. The third round of travel ban um, conditions. Now, um, these conditions are actually quite different or uh, slightly different from what was announced before. And the reason that these came along was that the first uh, ban had talked about 90 days of uh, considering rules and procedures for various countries. And this new um, travel ban under what's called a proclamation, and I, to be honest, I'm not quite sure what is different from a proclamation and an executive order. It talks about several things. Now, it's added uh, three more countries, Chad, 
it's to, it's added North Korea, Venezuela as well into the mix, and these um, new these countries will have uh, restrictions as follows. In Chad, all America, uh, immigrants as well as all non-immigrants seeking to enter for business or tourist purposes will be um, banned from coming in. In Iran, all immigrants as well as all non-immigrants, with only the exception of being students and exchange visitors, meaning that if you are from Iran on an F or an M or a J visa, you can come in, but everybody else, uh, no such luck. And what does it mean for a case that might be pending? We have some cases pending too. Um, It's going to be interesting to see what happens. The bona fide caveat that existed before will no longer apply from October 18th. So if you have questions and comments, you're very welcome to call us at my law firm, Watson Immigration Law. Website is www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com to make sure that you can get your questions answered. There's an info at Watson Immigration Law email address on the website. You can email us from that. Um, Libya, uh, the restrictions apply to all immigrants as well as non-immigrants seeking to enter for business or tourist purposes. In Somalia, all immigrants, all non-immigrants will be subject to, subjected to increased screening, um, uh, security screening. And Yemen, all immigrants as well as non-immigrants seeking to enter for business or tourist purposes uh, will not be allowed to come in. Now, this is going to allow case-by-case waivers as well, uh, like previous um, bans, but it's going to be uh, very tough to get those, I believe. So, you know, if you have questions and comments, make sure you contact us at the law firm, www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com, because these things are rather complicated and much of it cannot be covered on air. If you have specific questions, if you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on the C1250 AM. Now to another huge news that hasn't likely been covered anywhere, maybe in one story. The Department of State is the one that operates um, the embassy rules and the, the document that covers all the information and rules for embassies is something called a Foreign Affairs Manual. Now, the Foreign Affairs Manual is a very hefty, important document. Think of it as a Bible for a consular processing, meaning all the visas that are issued from the embassies. But these rule of rules often trickle into how policies are set in the United States, meaning how does the USCIS, United States Citizenship and Immigration Services, um, implement their rules. Now, in the Foreign Affairs Manual, there has always been a rule about when can you make a change to your immigration status in the United States. And typically, if you've come to the US and you want to change your status to, let's say, a student or um, to some other visa category, or you're going to get married and going to get a green card through marriage, something that commonly happens, uh, the rule says that if you do anything within 30 or 60 days, There is a presumption about your intent at the time of arriving into the U.S. The key is intent at the time of arrival. Now, the government has changed that rule on the Foreign Affairs Manual from 60 days to 90 days. That is a huge shift. That the shift is because a lot of people are often in the United States on a 90-day permission to stay. 
And during that time, people have changed their status to either getting married and getting a green card, or they've they've changed to some other work visa. And um, the 90-day permission, it really eliminates a lot of the times that people will be able to change their status. So if you um, are coming to the US and uh, you have plans to do other things, don't have those plans when you try to come into the US. Think about how you could accomplish those plans from the embassies, but more importantly, talk to a lawyer, talk to your friends and families, but make sure you find a good lawyer because these rules are so new that the implementation of these new these new rules are going to be interesting to see how they play out, but they will have impact on how your case is going to be filed and how you actually proceed. Again, the, the website at our law firm is www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com. We can help you with all of these new things that are coming out from the administration. And while these are stealthy changes that are happening, these have huge impact on how one will proceed with their cases. Um, I'm going to make sure that you know about our website because I haven't traditionally said it so many times, but these rules warrant the fact that you need to know. www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com If you've just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Now, another new new change that has never really happened in employment-based green card applications is interviews. Um, If you have filed for a green card or you know a friend of yours who may have filed for a green card through their employer, you may have heard it was maybe they didn't know it was not very easy or difficult, but it was the green card arrived at their doorstep in the mailbox. The only people who have had interviews are those who may have had criminal convictions or have something in their past that gives rise to concern from USCIS. But there hasn't generally been a blanket interview process for people getting green cards through um, employment. But as of two weeks ago, there was news updates from uh, USCIS and the administration that for extreme vetting reasons, a term coined by the new president. These reasons are leading to interviews for all um, applicants for green cards through employment-based immigration. And these interviews will be kicking in this month. Uh, And if you haven't had an interview already, you will be seeing it soon. If you actually do not get an interview, you should consider yourself lucky. Because it's in a transition period, it's hard to say who may not get it, but the writing on the wall is that everybody will be getting these interviews. Now, yesterday, as you may know, I'm part of the American Immigration Lawyers Association, and there was a call um, in which USCIS had answered some questions. And what was said in these questions from USCIS is that these interviews will really about be about um, backgrounds, um, making sure that they have, uh, you know, extra scrutiny on their backgrounds. And what they have said is they will not re-adjudicate their case, these cases on the I-140, that is the application anchor for getting uh, the green card. But they will likely be asking about uh, job descriptions and, you know, are they doing the work and whether the work is actually available. So it will be interesting to see how this unfolds. Unfortunately, I have seen some situations where uh, immigration officers at border control, uh, CBP, Customs and Border Protection at airports and uh, points of entries have asked extremely scrutinizing questions leading to removal of people on um, work visas. So, you know, this is uh, this gives me some concern. However, uh, you know, if 
the questions are around the way that they say they will be. Um, hopefully, this will just be another thing that you have to add to your list. However, it will delay how you get your, your green card. And, you know, if you have questions and comments, you must call my office and ask these questions because these are all unknown things that are happening in the realm of immigration. Even us immigration lawyers are struggling to figure out what will have the, the, the worst kind of impact. How do we get through these new procedures? So www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com uh, is where you can contact us. But if you do have uh, an interview coming up, you know, let me know. Contact me at the Facebook page at Tamina Talks Immigration. Make sure you uh, email me through there. Say that I had an interview. It went well. I would love to know what happened at your interview. Um, it's very important to know how I can tell all of you out there what, what is going on in the on the ground. And if you have an interview already, please tell us what happened. It will be interesting uh, to know. Um, and if if you have had a denial because of the interview, I would want to know that too, because these things have to be fought. This is the time to resist because these rules are actually, um, you know, um, not necessary. For decades, we've had these interviews. And if you go and find any any um, incident of uh, violence out there, they have not been done by employment-based high-skilled immigrants. Um, if anything, the violence is against the, these types of immigrants. So I don't see the need for these um, as an immigra immigration law lawyer as well as an advocate. So if you do not tell me what you are seeing on the ground, what is happening to you, I cannot continue to fight. So please make sure you let me know. Um, in other news, if you just tuned in, this is Tamina Talks Immigration on Desi 1250 AM. Another news update that happened recently uh, is that uh, if you file a green card application, you probably know some about the advanced parole. Advanced parole is permission to travel when you have a green card pending. And if you have an H-1B visa or an L-1 visa, you know that you should be able to travel because those are dual intent visas and the law specifically allows you to travel. But the new um, policy change that has uh, been implemented says that if you travel, even if it's uh, permitted through an L or an H-1B visa, unfortunately, your advanced parole will be denied. And this is very, very new. Um, Initially, there was confusion on whether it would affect your green card application. We have been assured that the green card application itself will not be uh, affected, but the advanced parole will. So if you have seen that happen to you, again, I would love to know. These, these things are so new that I don't have a lot of case information to give you and advise you and direct you. So if you are seeing these things happen, make sure that you let me know. www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com um, Now to remind you that the Sphere is having its opening night on October 6th and we are proud partners of the immigration movies that are themed We Belong on October 14th, Saturday. That's not this Saturday coming up. It's the following one. And a brief update on what the movies will be. Uh, the first movie will be from the land of Gandhi. I am so excited to watch this movie. As you know, I'm a movie buff of immigration themes. Um, this story puts the human face to the inadvertent country-based discrimination inside the workplace that defies the American spirit and affects the lives of more than 700,000 skilled immigrants from India. Now, we know, everybody at Desi 1250 AM knows that a lot of our listeners fall into this category of people in the backlog waiting to get green cards. 
hotspots because people from India and China are the ones who are affected the most by a very long waiting time. If you are one of these people, if your friends and family, your colleagues are one of these people, please make sure you come to the screening of We Belong on October 15th, uh, sorry, 14th. From the Land of Gandhi, it's a movie I've heard about and I cannot wait to watch it. And the next movie will be Himalayan Refugee. This documentary uh, focuses on asylum-seeking Pakistani Ahmadis currently in Nepal. And remember, Nepal is actually the theme of Tasvir this year. Code Switched is a, gro- is a uh, short film about a group of first-generation South Asians in Chicago who face the pressures of living double lives between their families and society while chasing their own ambitions in love and the workplace. Now, if you have grown up in, in America or even the UK where I grew up, I had seen this with a, a lot of my friends. I was very lucky to live in a bro- very progressive family. I didn't have to have a double life. But I know a lot of my friends did where, uh, you know, you're living the cultural life at home, but in in school and work, you um, are trying to tear tear from those uh, ties. So Code Switch will be a very interesting uh, one to watch. And then Five O'Clock Shadow, an Indian-American mother's worst fear rises to the surface when she sees she is the victim of racial abuse. Now, this is very timely. Uh, Make sure you uh, go to the Facebook page of Tamina Talks Immigration to learn about the ticket giveaway and make sure you say hi to me if you are um, at the film festival on the 6th or the 14th. Thank you so much to everybody who listened in today. Make sure you tell your friends and family about this show because there was so much news update and remember www.watsonimmigrationlaw.com is where we can be able to we are able to help you with your immigration needs. Thank you so much and until next week. Bye bye.